Hello, and welcome to Pro Construction Guide series of ProCast. This, this episode involves a lot of different areas that are related to insurance that affect you guys, the pros, and it can have a pretty serious impact on your business. Hello, I'm John Gordon. And I'm David Dolville. Hey, thanks for joining us. Pro Construction Guide magazine regularly brings you a new ProCast built exclusively for you, the professional contractor. It's the only podcast for pros, hosted by pros, and with successful contractors and guests. You can listen to any ProCast at ProConstructionGuide.com or iTunes. And I never want to take anything for granted. So at this point in every episode, I'd just like to talk a little bit about the Pro Construction Guide um, and the newsletter, the free email newsletter. It's packed with a bunch of really good stuff. Uh, it's designed to make you guys, the pros, more effective and more profitable, which is good. Absolutely. Hey, not to mention that the uh, newsletter that they send out is uh, is outstanding. Uh, the the editor told me that the in, the pre-hung install door uh, uh, article and tuning up your miter saw were some of the most popular. And I've been a remodeler for a long time, and I'm telling you, uh, there's great information in these newsletters. And the part that's best of all, perhaps, is it's free. And it's available in English and Spanish. 40,000 pros subscribe to the email newsletters. And uh, if you guys aren't subscribing, you might be missing out on some good stuff. Free education, free education, guys. It'll make you a better professional. Anybody can sign up, any pro can sign up at ProConstructionGuide.com or at MeConstraGia.com. So sign up today. Now, on with the show. In this episode today, we're going to be talking with an insurance expert who works with pros around the country. Welcome to the Pro Construction Guide series of ProCast, Kevin. Give us the 30-second bio on Kevin Glazer. Hey, thanks much, John. It's my pleasure to be speaking with you today. Uh, my background includes spending 18 years working for insurance companies in the areas of claims, underwriting, marketing, and management. And I opened Risk and Insurance Services Consulting 16 years ago now. Uh, we're known by the acronym RISC, R-I-S-C, and we do not sell insurance. Instead, we provide fee-only consulting and litigation support services to clients, including expert witness testimony and second set of eyes reviews of insurance programs to let our clients know what kind of shape their insurance program's in. In addition, I've written three consumer-oriented books about insurance that help make some sense of insurance and also include ways to save money. I'll share more information about how to get your copy at the end of this broadcast. That sounds excellent. That sounds excellent. So good information already. Tell us coming. Kevin, first thing, though, tell us some of the general things that professional contractors should keep in mind, like the basic rules. Okay. Uh, but before I answer your question, I want to let listeners know what they can expect from me during this ProCast. Okay. I'll be providing some insurance information that may be new to those listening. So I suggest that contractors replay this podcast when it's available. In addition, it may be helpful to have your insurance policies in front of you the next time that you listen to this broadcast. Okay. That's good advice. That's uh, good advice. To the question concerning general things that professional contractors should keep in mind about insurance. Uh, there are two important points I want to stress. While I'm not an attorney, I'd like to give listeners the benefit of what I've learned during dozens of cases where I've served as an expert witness. First, insurance agents generally have no duty to advise their customers of coverages available. Rather, their obligation is simply to take your insurance order and to then try to obtain the insurance you requested. Hmm. Second, as the purchaser of insurance, you have a duty to read your insurance policies. You don't need to understand every single word in each policy, but 
you must have a general understanding of what you've purchased, including limits of insurance that apply. Uh, man, did, that, I just had a tiny bit of a pucker factor on a couple of those <laughs> points, uh, Kevin, honestly. So that's great information. Tell our listeners about some of the specific insurance coverages, because you, you said something really important about what the insurance agent is obliged to do and not obliged to do. So what specific coverages or types of policies um, should our listeners uh, consider or, or make sure they've got and why are they important? Sure. Uh, there are two types of insurance policies generally available to professional contractors. One's a commercial package policy, which is referred to by the initials CPT, and the other is a business owner policy known as a BOP or BOP. Uh, for many professional contractors without a large number of employees, a BOP policy may be a better fit because it includes some built-in coverages that a CPP does not automatically include. For example, coverage for both business income and general liability are automatically included in a BOP policy, whereas both of these coverages must be added as separate coverage parts under a CPP. In addition, BOPs are frequently less costly than CPPs. Okay. All right. So what about uh, specific insurance coverages that, um, so I get the two big policy breakouts. What about specific coverages that our listeners should know about? Okay. Um, to start, a, a couple of areas that pros who are listening should understand are property and inland marine insurance. Uh, let's discuss property first. There are three general types of property, real property, which includes buildings and structures, business personal property, which includes items such as desks and chairs, and personal property of others, which is property that belongs to others that's in your care, custody, or control. One major issue that often arises involves the valuation of property. The question of what's my property worth has been the subject of many heated discussions mm. between insurance agents, insurance companies, and people who purchase insurance, known as insureds, which is you. Let me be clear on this point. It is your responsibility to determine the insurable value of property you own. Assistance can be provided by your insurance agent and your insurance company, but you are the ultimate decision maker here. When deciding on limits of insurance, you must first know the valuation basis of your property. Property valued on a replacement cost basis differs from property where actual cash value applies. I usually encourage my clients to seek replacement cost coverage because they'll receive a higher payment at the time of loss. However, understand that your insurance premium will be higher with replacement cost coverage because the limit of insurance you're required to carry is higher. While we don't have time to discuss this area further, I do want to let you know that you should be aware property insurance is relatively inexpensive. Therefore, I encourage you to err on the side of over-insuring your property rather than under-insuring your property. I do Can want I... to make one other quick statement relative okay. to property insurance before we leave the topic. All right. I've been involved in court cases dealing with property limits, and the general rule is this. The limit of insurance is the most that will be paid at the time of loss. Let me repeat that. The limit of insurance is generally the most that will be paid at the time of loss. As a result, if you have a significant loss and you're underinsured, any shortfall comes out of your own pocket. 
Next, I'll touch on inland marine insurance quickly. It's also known as floater insurance. This type of policy is a great method to insure tools that are used in your occupation. It's also good insurance to cover property that's being installed as part of your job. Inland marine insurance can be added by policy endorsement or as a separate coverage part. One cautionary note, be aware there can be significant differences between one insurance company's inland marine policy compared to another, including how insured items are valued at the time of loss. Okay. So, man, that's a lot of information. I understand why you told us to replay the podcast. <laughs> this is great. This <laughs> is I'm great. Just touching on things. Believe no. me, there is so much to this. I get it. I get it. So, um, what other types of policies should um, our pros know about? Okay. Uh, another one is general liability insurance. Uh, that provides coverage for bodily injury, property damage, and personal advertising injury that you're legally obligated to pay as damages. The basis of this coverage is generally negligence, and a key component is the fact that in addition to paying court judgments against you, your insurance company provides you with a legal defense and also pays associated costs. With uh, attorney hourly rates running in the neighborhood of three to $600 or more an hour, Costs add up very quickly. So it's a tremendous benefit that you're not required to pay legal costs or cover claims out of pocket. Uh, one important area to be aware of in general liability policies is policy exclusions. Exclusions can be found in both the policy itself as well as added separately as an insurance policy endorsement. I suggest as you look over your insurance policies, pay special attention to any exclusion endorsements that have been added. Why is that? because the insurance company may be taking away coverage that would otherwise apply. You know, I once worked with a customer whose insurance policy excluded all off-premises liability, which basically means he had no liability protection for any jobs that he worked on. So take care in this area. Another important insurance policy is known as an umbrella. Much like an umbrella protects your body from the rain, umbrella policies provide insurance limits over and above underlying policies, such as general liability and business automobile. A couple of important points concerning umbrella policies. First, be aware umbrella policy wording can differ from one insurance company to the next. And second, note there's a difference between an excess policy and a true umbrella policy. An excess policy simply provides higher limits over applicable underlying policies, such as general liability, while a true umbrella policy provides additional coverages that are not present in the underlying policies. One example of this is personal injury, which would include things like libel, slander, false imprisonment, and more. Wow. This has got me thinking, I can tell you that. So, hey, most of us as contractors out there, we're driving some type of a vehicle. What what type of insurance should a pro have to cover his truck or other vehicles that the company owns? You bet, uh, David. Um, business owner policies provide, uh, excuse me, business auto policies provide coverages such as liability, uninsured and underinsured motorist coverage, and physical damage coverage. The liability coverage pays for bodily injury and property damage, for which you're liable and usually should be written with what's known as a symbol one, which is defined as any automobile. The uninsured and underinsured motorist liability are important coverages for you, 
uninsured motorist pays when you're involved in an accident where the other driver does not have any insurance, while underinsured motorist pays when the other driver carries limits of insurance that are insufficient to pay all your medical expenses, lost wages, and so forth. Generally, you'll want to buy the same uninsured and underinsured motorist limits that you purchased for your liability limits. After all, why would you want to insure yourself for less than you insure others for? That makes sense. One last note concerning underinsurance. Uh, you should be aware that minimum limits required in several states are quite low. For instance, California requires drivers only carry $15,000 of liability per person and 30000 of liability per accident. Considering today's medical costs and the price of automobile policies, uh, these limits are grossly inadequate. My final observation related to business auto coverage relates to physical damage coverage, which generally are called a comprehensive and collision coverage. Uh, these couple of coverages tend to be pricey, especially collision coverage. So consider adding these with high deductibles and drop them after your vehicle's approximately 10 years old. Ah, good. That's a good point right there. I didn't even think about that. So I, I know a lot of pros, Kev, Kevin, that uh, they're concerned about uh, the potential of having to pay workers' comp. Does every contractor need workers' comp insurance? You know, while workers' comp insurance is sometimes expensive, it's generally a good thing. For yourself, look at it as a type of disability insurance policy with the added benefit that you get to deduct the premiums that you pay on your tax return. Uh, consult your business accountant in this regard. I'm not an accountant, but that's generally the case. Concerning other people who do work for you, be careful not to unintentionally pick up work comp coverage for them by default. You should be obtaining certificates of insurance and requiring all subcontractors to obtain work comp insurance. Absolutely. Well, I, I just wanted to add something in here uh, with this. I know the county that 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 I get most of my building permits in. Um, they I had to sign a paper saying not only did, if if I was qualified or if I was if if I follow, was under the rules of needing workman's comp that I was doing that. So I was providing workman's comp according to the laws of the state, but also that all of my subs that are on the job not only have workman's comp on them, but all of their people are insured. And I just always wondered, how would you possibly know that? I mean, how could you know that? You can get a certificate, but do you know if everybody's on there? Hmm. You know? It, it, it takes some work. It really does. Yeah, wow. and it, 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 just, it just seemed like they're kind of putting a burden on, on the general contractor. And, and I understand why, because they can point to one person. It's easier for them to do that, but... I'm kind of throwing it out there as a question to you, but also to make sure that other folks listening pros know this because it may be the same in your state as well. Good information. So, Kevin, like one last question. Um, is there insurance to protect pros if there's an issue with the quality of their work or their work? Hey, great question, John. Uh, let me be perfectly clear on this point. The purpose of a standard insurance policy is not to provide coverage for poor workmanship. However, for an additional premium payment, insurance known as contractors, errors, and omissions can be purchased to address issues related to workmanship that are not otherwise covered under the standard insurance policy. If you're interested in coverage of this type, discuss it with your insurance agent. It may be available at a 
relatively reasonable cost to buy endorsement. Okay. I imagine that that's like everything else, too many contractor errors and omissions, and you find yourself a new desirable. Insurance. Yeah, that's going to not go well. A new insurance company, right? Oh, Lord. All right. So, look, let's wrap this up. Um, this has been incredibly – we've had some awesome podcasts. There's a pile of information in this. So, let's – Kevin, let's do this. I'd like to kind of wrap us up three things that you want our, our, our pros to take away from this podcast. Sure. I did cover a lot of territory today, but here are the three main points that I want listeners to remember. First, don't overestimate your insurance agent's responsibilities in the insurance process, and don't underestimate your responsibilities. Second, I know many people find insurance difficult to understand and perhaps uninteresting. However, I encourage you to educate yourself in the area of insurance before a claim occurs. After a claim occurs is not the time to discover that there's problems with your insurance policies because at that point, it's too late to make any policy changes. Third, relative to learning more about insurance, I recommend you visit our website at www.risclc.com. That's risclc.com to obtain some general insurance information and that you also order our latest book, Inside the Insurance Industry, 3rd Edition, which is published by Right Side Creations, LLC, and available at a very reasonable cost. You can visit R-T-S-I-D-E-C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N-S, that's rightsidecreations.com, or Amazon.com to get a copy of our book. Hey, John and David, thanks for the opportunity to share some of my insurance knowledge with your listeners. Man, this has been really, really good, Kevin. Thank you. Um, your time and your insights have been invaluable. And if you want to learn more about what Kevin has, has shared with us this morning and his business, go online to risclc.com. That's risclc.com. Tons and tons of information. And do Save this uh, in your favorites and, and replay. It sounds like great information. Kevin, before we break away, this is time for David and I to dive into what we call our spare parts box. And um, if by chance um, this ends up blank to you guys listening, like silence, it means that because I'm about to violate an industry trademark by diving in and pulling something out of the spare parts box, then people didn't approve of it, and, and we'll do another one. But I'm going to, I am going to violate, David, I'm going to violate an industry trademark, something that's been known in our industry for years and years, and I'm going to do away with it. And my favorite thing out of the toolbox this week comes from Duluth Trading Company. They're not a sponsor. They don't pay me, but it's the long tail T-shirt. <laughs> and guess what that does away with, boys and girls? <laughs> That sideways smile. <laughs> if you don't want people to drop the dime on you, you should not provide a spot for the dime. So, um, so that's long tail T-shirts is out of my. And then David, I'll let you make this legitimate again if you have something else you want to do. Other, we'll leave it at that. No, that's good. That's good. That's good. It keeps you warm too, man. <laughs> <laughs> a draft. All right. Look, if you if you'd like to listen to this podcast or share this podcast because you're listening now, you can visit us at www.proconstructionguide.com. Hey, if you haven't gotten your copy of Pro Construction Guide, then visit a Home Depot. It's closest to you. They'll have copies at the pro desk. If you've got any feedback for us, it's 866-647 
2346. Leave a message. We really do want to hear your thoughts. And we'll see you on our next episode of the Pro Construction Guide Magazine's ProCast Podcast. We're hoping that you're going to make us a valuable tool in your toolbox.